Afternoon. Finally, we've now got a blueprint for how we're going to manage our retreat from climate change. So the government's strategy admits that entire towns and communities will probably need to be abandoned due to climate change and laws on how to guide that will need to be in place by the end of next year. What it doesn't tell us is who's going to pay for any of this. The climate change minister is James Shaw. Afternoon, minister. Good afternoon. Which towns and communities will have to retreat? Well, um, first of all, Heather, it, it, I think that's sort of overstating uh, you know, the kind of drama of it. There are a number of options that are going to be available, and managed retreat is one of them. You do have other options in, in some places. So you know, there will be areas where we continue to use flood defences, seawalls, and so on. Um, there'll be other areas, you know, as you saw in Edgecombe in recent years, where uh, you know, after a particular flood event, a number of those houses were lifted up onto raised pads. So there's just kind of accommodating the changes that are coming. Um, and if you look at some of the um, plans around Buller and Westport at the moment, there's a whole combination of uh, responses. And so it's not that, you know, you're necessarily in a situation where an entire town will get up and move. Um, but the, the risk assessment that we did back in 2020 um, gave an indication of the areas around the country which are largely exposed. And, and you know, frankly, we have got a, have had a tendency uh, in this country to build close to the sea and on uh, floodplains near, near rivers. And, and that means that those, those kinds of places are particularly exposed. Who's going to pay for it? Well, uh, one of the things I've said before is that is we've got to work out a way where we appropriately share the risk and the cost between the property owners, their insurance company, their bank, the local authority and the government. And the balance of that will probably be different in different places. We know uh, that there are particular communities that are frankly, you know, destitute, that don't have, they're not high income, they don't have a lot of assets. Um, and, you know, we really do need to take a, take a sort of a hardship lens uh, towards all of this. Um, and, and so, you know, that will be the way that we prioritise uh, allocation of resource. James, what's new in, in your announcement today? Well, there's a number of things that we're doing uh, over the course of the next few months to a year. No, I'm ju- I just so- want to stop you. Can I just stop you there? Yeah. We knew that some communities would have to retreat and we knew that we needed to figure out who was going to pay for it. Neither of those things have been answered. So what is new here other than you guys need to do more work? Well, I think we all need to do more work. You've got to remember that we've known about climate change for three decades, more than three decades. Yeah. Together, and I have to say successive governments have done nothing about getting the country ready to adapt to the effects of climate change that we have known for some time are coming our way. And no, but I mean, you could be accused of the same thing right now. You're making an announcement that, that provides no more clarity than we had yesterday. Oh, look, I would disagree with that. You know, we over the course of the last few months, um, you've seen the publication of the NZC Rise site, so people have got yeah. more information. In the next six months, we're going to be open sourcing uh, NIWAS data so that people have got access to that kind of information. Next year, the Treasury are going to take a comprehensive look at the kind of fiscal and economic um, uh, impacts, which they've never uh, looked at before. All of those things are happening because we have put in place this National Adaptation Plan. And that's work that I've been leading for the last two years. And if, if we hadn't been doing that, we wouldn't be where we are now. Hey, so listen, do you think it is it is for certain that we're going to have to move some communities? Uh, look, I, I think that it is for certain that there will be some places where that is the, or, or at least part of a community um, may uh, may move to higher ground, essentially. Um, and, and I know that there are places around like the country Thames. that have had... Sorry? Like Thames. Well, I'm not going to get drawn on any particular community. I think it's up to um, them and their 
local authority. It's up to those communities to work out what is the response that makes the most sense for them. You've got to remember this, you know, this is going to present very differently in the parts of the country. If you look at the difference between Thames on the one hand, Westport on the other, parts of Tairawhiti on the other, South Dunedin, Northland, you know, if you look at sort of some of the places where we've already seen uh, these effects taking place, they're very, very different places. And so some kind of central edict from central government just isn't going to work. We actually need to empower local communities to be able to make those decisions for themselves and to have some control over their own destiny. Do you think that this announcement today is going to make the people coming after you in the Green Party any happier? <laughs> I, look, it, <laughs> we, I, I, I think th- this is something that has to happen. You know, like I said, this country has been nothing short of complacent about climate change for decades. We needed to have been doing this work. If we'd started three decades ago, it would have cost us less and it'd be a whole lot easier and we'd be a lot more advanced. But we didn't, so we've got to get started somewhere. And I figure that's the job I've got to do. All right, James, thank you very much. James Shaw, the Climate Change Minister.